hundred of us. You've got friends here. You know? You know? You know? You know? You know? I'm joined today with our awesome Tri Host partners. We have Jackie, Cindy, and I'm John. We are going to break down what is BZD, what is Butzdao, and so much more. So, welcome to the first episode. What is Butzdao? What is BZD? Jackie, can you uh, help us understand what is BZD? I have no idea. I guess we're done here. <laughs> Great episode. Thank sure. you. <laughs> you know, Butzdao is a DAO, pun intended. It's just a group of people passionate about Web3. Either founders, builders, creators, investors, just passionate about Web three, passionate about you know advancing Taiwan's Web three ecosystem and culture, bridging the gap between Taiwan and potentially other countries in the West, all over the world, really, and focusing on education, community. We're not focusing on making money. We're not. We're not just buying NFTs and flipping them and talking about what's the next project to ape into. Uh, <laughs> we're more about like building community, you know, connecting with each other. I always believe that when you just have a bunch of smart and awesome people in the same room, you don't have to do anything. Just awesome things will just naturally happen. So you know, that's kind of the goal of just bringing people together, uh, either in your own local city, San Francisco, New York, Taiwan, LA. We have a lot of meetups ready, but also at different conferences where a lot of us attend. You can always have this group of people you can connect to, connect with, hang out with, and support each other. So I think that's really important to have in the space. I think a big question is how did Bujadao start? How did BZD come to fruition? It was started at Eve Denver, actually. Uh, just a couple of us, me, Justin, Jesse, James. We were hanging out at a happy hour, talking about DAOs. We thought Buzzadao was a great name. It was started off as a joke. And after Eve Denver, we all did our thing. We all went home and like, hey, why don't we make this a thing? Why don't we actually build something out of it? We we're looking at the ENS names. And we're like, oh, let's, let's grab Buzzadao.eve right away. It's ours. And then we we're like, oh, shit. It's taken like who the who the heck would take this? Who could it be? <laughs> and it, it turned me. out it was, it was Cindy. <laughs> it's crazy, crazy. Yeah, it's actually it's week. actually wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll let you tell that story. <laughs> sure. And so on the other side of the world, we were hosting uh, a lot of NFT events because I I couldn't go to things like ETH Denver. I was very I was feeling the FOMO, and I was like, I'm just going to do NFT Taipei. I'm going to host crypto events here. And we started doing that and we came up with this kind of goal to support local projects and potentially turn it into a DAO. Literally was just like, oh, let's call it Buddha DAO as well. But even th during then, I didn't really have an idea for what it would be doing. So pick up the domain first yeah. and then I was like, okay, let's figure it out now. <laughs> and then I met with Ray because I wanted to learn more about DAOs. I was like, how do I get started? What do I do? And he was like, oh, you should meet my friend Jackie. So we got connected and then we just started talking and <laughs> it turned out we both had the same DAO name and that's and I was just like that's amazing obviously this is a thing that needs to happen if people are wanting to do it around the world no you had this idea Jackie had this idea in in the US yeah and and then it was just it was so serendipitous it, was, it happened so effortlessly I loved it yeah I really appreciate this DAO because it's so much bigger than like what I had originally even thought because like for me what I was just gonna do was just throw events in Taiwan and promote and build resources here but then Jackie, like you, you've got like all these global like networks that I was just like, whoa, this is huge. <laughs> and I love it. I was like, yeah. we can actually build now. 
<laughs> I think one thing I want to add to the name of Buzidao also, uh, that ties to what we're trying to do. One of our goals is, is to help educate people about Web3. So I think the name Buzidao is funny in a way that like helping people go from Buzidao to Zidao is also one of our mission. And yeah, this podcast also is we're trying to create a podcast, highlight different people and just talk about Web3 in an easy to understand way. Because right now there's so much information out there about Web3, about crypto, just so much noise. So yeah, we mm-hmm. hope to create simple and easy to understand content that help people on board about Web3. Yeah, it's beautiful. And for any non-Mandarin speakers listening, that play on words right there is, Buzidao means I don't know. And to Zidao is to know. So it's a fun pun on, we want to focus on education with this Dao. And it plays perfectly into the Mandarin expression for, I don't know. And it reminds me, I'm kind of dating myself here, but it reminds me of Bill Nye, the science guy. And he had a segment that was like, did you know that? And then he'd do this whole little like segment of teaching something. And then at the end, he'd be like, now you know. One thing I want to add is also a love for puns. I feel like that's definitely what connects us here. Yeah, 100%. I thought as our first kind of episode, the inaugural episode, I was hoping we could get a little bit more of a high level understanding of who we are as us three will take turns co-hosting the shows. Maybe Cindy, do you want to start with what you're doing in the Web3 space? I'm currently working on community with Evernew Capital. So we're a VC that focuses on investing in crypto projects. Majority of it is on Solana, but we are cross-chain. So I do get a lot of I work with a lot of different builders through hackathons, workshops. Basically, my mission is to see how we can seamlessly like integrate Web3 with everyday life. I feel like Web3 is going to eventually just be like the internet where you don't really even think that it's the blockchain. It's just part of everyday life. And that's where I see us going. And so I want to facilitate that and continue bridging that gap. Jackie, what about you? Yeah, so before Web3, I was a Web2 software engineer working at Instagram for the past five years. And a year ago, I quit my job, started driving across the country, visiting all the national parks. At the same time, diving deep into Web3, both on the art and technical side. So I recently co-founded a company, a project called Shibuya.xyz. And it's a Web3 decentralized video platform for content creators to put their content out there, put their IP out there and allow viewers to not just be a viewer, a passive viewer, but also allow them to vote, to earn tokens. So not just be a viewer, but also be a, a viewer, a producer, and an owner. And and I'm also a podcaster in Taiwan. During COVID in Taiwan, I spent a year in Taiwan and I started a podcast. It's called Left Side Escalator. And it focuses on mm-hmm. self-development. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a story behind that name also. The fast yeah. life. Like everyone to the right is like just stagnant, just letting it t- life take them. I had an episode where I interviewed my mom or brought my mom onto the show and explained everything crypto to her in really easy to understand language. You know, what Bitcoin is, what's Ethereum, what's DeFi, what's, what is a smart contract. And I think that was when I realized that there's so much appetite for Web3 content and learning in, in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. There's just too much noise out there. Uh, and it's like a lot, of, a lot of things are explained in really complex ways. I really wanted to make some sense. <laughs> so I used my mom as, if my mom can understand it, then hopefully it helps other people. And then that kind of led to like, hey, if we were to do a crypto podcast, I thought doing with BZD with you guys would be a, a perfect alignment. So here we are. With BZD, a big part is education. And yeah, so my Web2 world, I'm a partner at an ed tech education technology company, and we build language apps. So education has always been a huge part of my life. That's my whole background is education. But really started diving deep through my show here in Taiwan on ICRT called NG England. 
And that just means no good English. It's a Chinglish <laughs> name, a pun almost too. But we're focusing on how people use their language acquisition to level up their life. And I guess in Web3 right now, I do NFT consultancy work for project onboard Web2 marketers and salespeople into Web3. So for projects that might have one kind of Web3 founder, I help bring on the rest of their team to get them up to speed. And then I'm a project lead for another NFT project here called Hypersense Humans. With the rest of the show, if you don't mind, on what is a DAO? Why DAO? What do we think is the future of a DAO? And how can we be doing our part to use Dao as a, a vehicle for all the things that we want to accomplish? In- yeah, I can take a stab at that. The question is, why a DAO, right? Why not yeah. a group chat or... The reason why doing a DAO is um, a lot more interesting is because with a DAO, you can actually just gather global talent in ways that you couldn't before. The blockchain kind of bridges between different borders and allows people to kind of be incentivized in a way to contribute on the same goals. Who contributed what and people who contributed, they're also recognized and rewarded with these tokens. So I think having that blockchain as an infrastructure to run an organization is a better, a safer, more transparent and a more powerful way to align human incentives, right? There's so many different types of organizations throughout history. You have dictators, you have like religion, churches, uh, you have all these different types of governments, democracy, and that was just like the new, the very frontier of a new way to, to organize human beings in a way that is productive, is fair, is fun. Done a few DAOs before, but for every DAO, you learn something new, you create a different mission, you do a different way to do things. So I think it's very exciting to to leverage this DAO infrastructure, but also to, to meet all these people and use it as a learning experience too. Cindy, do you have anything to add to that? Like why DAO for you? Like you mentioned earlier, like why not just a group chat? I feel like a DAO is pretty much essentially a group chat, but it's much more organized. There's, incent- there's cl- clearer incentives, I would say. We're all working towards a goal that's just like... It's documented. It is just like a change in mindset and like how we can contribute together. Hierarchy is a little different. How you communicate is different. Culture is different. It's just incentive to share knowledge and help each other grow. And I just, I feel that with DAOs that we're all working together and not against each other. And that's mm-hmm. why DAO for me. <clears throat> I've actually studied blockchain now at, at kind of like a university level. And a lot of questions that people always ask is like, why blockchain in general? So it's first level of that is why blockchain? Second question is then why DAO? And yeah, I think going back to the blockchain, it's just understanding that you have incentives that can be traceable on the blockchain. It can be tokenized, it can be token gated. And then going into the DAO is how to correctly align hierarchies is figuring out yeah who takes lead on things and how do we reward them for taking leads and can we all get behind things to make decisions together and so it's just a beautiful way to like we talked talking about earlier like aligning incentives and designing the tokenomics to make sure people are incentivized to do the right thing yeah being clear to, cre- to incentivize correct behavior where do we want this Dao to go where do we want this DAO to, to be in one year's time maybe five years time what are you, what's your guys' vision for this? I don't know. <laughs> We're all figuring it out, right? Oh, uh, got him. <laughs> I was gonna say, puts it down. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, right? <laughs> no, we actually know. We, we know. <laughs> no, we really don't know. <laughs> I feel like 
Let's start with one yet. (laughs) Yeah. If we even look at a broader, like where do we see DAOs being in one year, five years, 10 years? And I feel like we're really at the culture shift right now where DAOs are going to be part of normalized way of working together. We're literally only seeing DAO tools come out like this year. Before that, there were group chats, there were DAOs, but we're not seeing as much tools, apps, like writing research about it until maybe there's way more this year than uh, previous years. And so I feel like with that trajectory in one to five, 10 years, we're definitely going to see a lot more of it. We're, we're definitely seeing like the positive effects of you know DAOs on their environment. And hopefully Buzidao has, you know, a huge um, effect on Taiwan's ecosystem globally, even in Web3. So that's where I hope to see Buzidao. I think the, the big thing that I'm trying to study and figure out is this balance between decentralization and centralization. And for me, I believe actually the two can work together. I know a lot of like diehard Web3 people, please don't hate me for that. I think we can have certain things like incentive structure, tokenomics that are all decentralized and everyone and transparent, everyone can see that. But certain things um, that need a little more centralization can play in there too. And so I think as DAOs mature in the ecosystem, we're going to find a better formula, the healthiest formula between decentralization and centralization. And hopefully all the right reasons for decentralization and the right reasons for centralization can come together because efficiency comes from certain centralization and, Mm -hmm. but yet transparency and open source and incentive structures can all be decentralized. And so I do believe there's something along the lines um, in the near future that, that Buzidao can do with both. It's beautiful. I'll take a stab at it. I think in the very, at least in the very near term, it's like, how do we build this community? How do we make sure the people in the community are, is high quality, high integrity? So I think we're starting off a lot with a bunch of events. So a lot of in real life event-based meetups. And we want to see Buzidao as a public facing organization. A lot of people, if they want to learn about Web3, they know that Buzidao has the resources, whether it's articles, it's podcasts, the website. But most importantly, it's a group of people that has a strong reputation in space you know, that are here to help, that are here to build. I think that's super huge. Once we have that, once we have our name out there, oh, I want to learn about crypto. Where could I go? Be like, oh, yeah, there's this thing called Buzidao. I mean, they have a bunch of stuff. You can check it out. I love to hear that from someone I don't know. When you have a group of people and great people in the same room, like awesome things will happen. So like with builders, the designers, the artists, whether you're based in Taiwan, or you're in England, you're wherever you are, or any projects that we want to do, I feel like we can have our own projects as well that supports the issues that we care about, supports each other. And like anyone who's starting a project who needs resources can come here and be like, hey, guys, I'm looking for someone in marketing. I need help with dev side of things. I need help with whatever it may be. There's someone here that can help you, that can help you and is willing to you know, help you. So I think that's really a big part of Buzidao I, I see. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Just highlighting kind of the integrity of everyone in Buzidao is we're not here for the short term. This is some, we want to have a proven track record over time. We can end the show with maybe a little advice. Could you share maybe one piece of advice that you've learned thus far in Web3? Anything, any wisdom? I think one of the biggest things for me is how much Web3 is a non-zero-sum game that everyone, the pie is so big that everyone can win together. And the more people you help, not that you care to get anything in return, but the more people you're just willing to help, just the more things you'll see come back to you. So I think that's a beautiful thing about Web3. The people who do the best in Web3 aren't the people who are saying like, oh, how can I make money? The people who are doing the best in Web3 are the ones who are saying, 
how can I help? Um, mm. And they usually end up making more money anyway, not for <laughs> intention, but just because they're doing good things, they're creating value, they're providing value. And then usually when you create value, it comes back to you. That's always the golden rule. So that rule applies even before Web3, but I think Web3 just makes it a lot more quantifiable and obvious. Yeah, I was going to say, I totally agree with that. I was going to say it pays to be kind in this space and the culture is a little different. Incentives were like built in. It, there's incentives to build. And I guess like my advice for people that want to get into the space is just dive in. You'll definitely find a lot of people that are willing to help all of Buzidao, for example, <laughs> mm-hmm. all hundred of us. You've got friends here and it's just a great space to, to just experiment, build, collaborate, make new friends. It's fun. It's fun. I've been really enjoying my time. Any value add I'll put to that is remembering too that Web3 is brand new. The, the concept of crypto is brand new. So everyone is, is learning together. Everyone's coming from different industries, trying to apply their whole life experience to this new thing. And that's the first time I've ever felt like such a collective experience. I feel like we really are all in it together. That wag me vibe is not a cliche for me. My advice would be know that you are early. This is incredible. And just getting involved, meeting people in the space and putting in your time to learn and understand and add value will go so far and help. I love that Jackie, yeah, help, beautiful. So grateful to meet you guys along this journey for myself because now we can create this podcast together. We can spread more about education and safe practices and onboarding and do some great things because as Cindy said so elegantly, I think this is the way, right? Web3 is just going to be the new norm sooner than later. And I hope we can all have a hand in building the guardrails to, to to that seamless transition. I think that's all from our first episode. How do we feel about this? <laughs> I'm super excited though. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait for future episodes and I can't wait to highlight more people in the DAO. If anyone listening wants to, to learn more, please reach out to us on, on Twitter. We're probably going to learn a lot. So hopefully you all can stay with us for all our episodes. Through this journey. You've got friends here. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know.